Hello, Rockers and Mercurians. Rock Mercury here. Welcome to the Rock Mercury Podcast. Okay, so I am just walking out on this gorgeous day, going to the lake, going to go and film the final section of my new um, community tour video. Um, I'm excited about it. I think I think it went well yesterday. There's definitely some things I'm going to do different going forward, but I figured just getting the video out in, in general is going to, you know, it's better than not having a video. A lot of people, like I said, they're going to do a video, and they never, they never even get it done, and never put it out. So I'm like, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm just testing out my new equipment and um, making a little tour, like, you know, showing a little, um, like, showing the house. The house tour went great. Um, the house actually sold as I was touring it, which is really cool. So, congratulations to the team at Dear Horton. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to come on here and chat about a few things. Um, I've been watching the interviews with Kanye West, which have been like very, very, very eye-opening um, to the way that they are just trying to make him seem crazy when he has his his thought process is actually very on point you know i may have my differences with kanye with some of the things he says or in the past a lot of people say that and they kind of they kind of um introduce any conversation they have with him saying like well, i don't like everything he does but this but this but that but i get that i mean it's it's so crazy how much of an opinion we have based on his power you know it's really based on a power situation like he he's somebody that we a lot of us look up to because of the level of success and money he's gotten. But he doesn't even do it for money. But he's he made a good point yesterday on an interview he did in Paris, France. It was like a 20-minute interview. I forget the name of the person, but you can, you can search it online. It's everywhere right now. Um, but you can... And he talks about how it's not that he cares about money that much. It's that he knows that all the people who are in society... Um, they, they like see money as super important, and so it's like he can't like they worship money, so they can't come at him disrespectfully while he has more money than they even have, and that's what they worship. And I thought that was very interesting, and I feel that too. But I take it, I take it a step further. I'm like, you don't even have to have the money to be heard. You know, if they're not going to hear you with the billion dollars, which I think is a great. It's a great art project for him to even say that, for him to even be like, oh, um, I have a billion dollars and I'm still being disrespected, you know, for him to come from that angle is super important for a lot of people who feel like, oh, money's going to change everything in my life. Like, no, he's, he has more money than you can even imagine, like billions, it's not even one billion, um, billions and still making more. And he's still being majorly disrespected, majorly silenced. Um, he reiterated his opinions or his, um, his experience with the Star of David community. I'm not going to say that even their name on here, because that's how corrupt, um, their media hold has been, you know, I'm not even going to talk about it because it's like, I can't say their name is crazy. Like another Voldemort, a Voldemort type of religion or something, but you can't even discuss it without getting canceled. Um... And he discussed that again, even after getting canceled and 
deleted on all these platforms. The same thing with Azalea Banks. She got deleted too. And I'm just so disturbed by that because I thought about it. I'm like, well, when you take Azalea Banks or Kanye's um, social media away, which is where people are, it's like the public square. Nobody's talking in public anyways. Nobody's like making communication in any, like in any, in any way. Like people are nervous from each other. They're walking six feet away. They're covering their mouths with masks and BS and um, very, very untrustworthy to people. So people are mainly having their conversations via the digital world. And so when you take away an artist's platform, like uh, like Kanye or Zoya, you, you really just silence their voice, similar to how like Little Mermaid, like Ariel, Ariel and Ursula, Ursula took away her voice. Um, but but Kanye, but Kanye, sorry, Candace Owens, who is Kanye's friend, uh, who I love, I, I listen to her every day on podcast. She's very informative. Um, but she made a great statement today that I wanted to talk about now on this live. I wanted to chat about like at what point. Well, she, I'll say what she said. She said her tweet said Kanye came into the public sphere after um, producing eight songs. So there's eight top songs. Like there's, and I, I'm really forgetting which ones they are. I'm, I mean, I know we all know the songs, but I'm, I'm not forgetting which ones are the first because he's created so many masterpieces of songs that it's like hard to remember which ones were the first. Um, but I'm sure Jesus walks to probably one of them, and um, like the University album, or I don't know, there's, there's all kind of album. He, he's just done great, great songs and great work for other artists as well. So she said, at what point? Did at what point did um, was he considered or talked about as mentally ill? At what point did people consider Kanye mentally ill? And it's such a good question. It's like, what did he do? She said, what did he do to be considered mentally ill? Basically, that that was her tweet, and I was just so intrigued by that question because it's like, what does what did it take for people to turn their back on him and to? just discredit him and be like, oh, he's crazy, he's mentally ill. Oh, like, don't, like, dis- disregard what he's saying. He's just a crazy person. Um, I feel like it's the more the more power he got, the more truth he was saying, they just kind of slid him into that. Um, and I feel like his wife, his wife and stepfamily were ops in that. Like, they pushed that even, that narrative even further when all Kanye did was come into their family and support them and lift them up make them fashionable you know they were nothing of fashion before him you know now they're in the fashion world stealing from other artists and designers um being problematic af and he supported them like he supported them to even build what they even have and i just find it so interesting that you know all that can be forgotten and he can just be discarded as crazy or whatever they want to call him like it's it's very disturbing. It's super, super disturbing. And I don't know, I don't have the answer to when he became, when he, when people started calling him crazy, was it the breakdown he had after he was so exhausted, which he spoke about on the Paris interview? Um, he was in Paris, France. I don't know, I forgot the, the interviewer's name, but when he said that, on the interview he said that he was exhausted and his then manager, Scooter Braun, who's the manager to a lot of different artists, including Justin Bieber and a lot of other people too. He's a scammer, in my opinion. I've been around him, but I just feel like he's not like really for the people. He's like another op, another federal op, in my opinion. 
Um, hold on, y'all. Let me show you this beautiful view. It is so gorgeous right now. Hold on. Let me see if it's... Oh, yeah. There it is. There we go. The beauty. Enjoy that beauty right there. That is gorgeous. I live for it. So, so pretty. Um, I'm going to do the other part of my video after this. But he told Scooter Braun... Kanye told Scooter Braun, hey, I'm exhausted. I need a break. Scooter Braun says, you need to go make more money. You know, like a pimp would tell. Like a pimp would tell his corner worker, you need to go make more money. Not take a rest. Go make more money. Um, disregarding his mental health and physical health, everything health. Completely disregarding it. And I feel like that's so problematic to do that to someone, to tell them that their main value is making money for you. Um, then he had, he went to the hospital because he had a, he had a meltdown and, you know, a burnout from exhaustion, passed out, and then he went to the hospital and then immediately people were able to attach that hospital visit to him and people feel justified in asking him, hey, are you okay? Just checking, are you okay? I wanna make sure you're good. Are you good? Are you good? And it's like so offensive. I hate when, hate when people say that kind of stuff. Are you good? Are you good? Like that's the most dismissive, um, passive aggressive thing you can say. And I'll cuss somebody out for saying that to me because it's just like, are you good at being basic and irrelevant? You know, like why, how dare someone ask you that? And so he felt like people even like Jennifer Lopez would ask him that. Um, and that was when he felt like people just got the license to disrespect them at a whole nother level to make him a medical case, to make it seem as if, oh, he's just so crazy, like, poor Kanye, like, we have to just, you know, be okay with him saying whatever he's saying, it's all crazy talk, if you agree with him, you're crazy too, and it's like, what, who's, who feels that way, like, who, like, how can, how can we do that to somebody who's been such a great artist and contributed so much to our world, um, and it just shows you the level of disrespect that black men will get. Not even just black men, I think free thinkers. But I will say black men because it's, it is something that the black community gets another level of disrespect over everyone else. Um, they just don't want you, they want you to be, to be seen as ignorant or to, if you're, if you're woke, then they want to end you like they did Malcolm X or, or Martin Luther King. And they want to dirty your name, take you out like Tupac, like all that. Um... It's just so sickening to hear that. And now he's calling out the Kardashians again. He's calling um, Pete Davidson an addict, which I agree with. Um, he's calling out Meek Mill and all these people who didn't support him when he was going through his um, roughest times. You know, when he supported them, been there for them. He's also talking about the situation with Virgil and how heartbreaking it was to be lied to by Louis Vuitton. And nobody wants to talk about how shady they are because they're all like oh but it's Louis Vuitton it's bigger than life it's bigger no those are people who run these companies those are people who can do shady activities who do shady activities who deserve to be held accountable too especially if you're going to hold him accountable like what's the point then so I just I see all the BS right now it's just very disturbing to watch it's very disturbing to watch him be martyred but then also like celebrated by being purchased. Like he's like, his clothes are the most desired 
you know, his music is still desired, even though I don't really listen to the, the last few albums. But, you know, if I listen to them with new ears, I probably could hear something. But, like, I feel like the media wants me to think, like, oh, the, the new music's trash. I miss the old Kanye. I miss the old Kanye. It's like telling him, like, don't evolve. Don't evolve. Like, stay in this, stay in your past space, you know? You don't need evolution. Like, you're, you're fine the way you are. Like, nobody should be telling you that. It's not that you need all of evolution, but if you choose evolution, then you should be able to do that. And Candace made a really good point under that under that comment thread that we spoke about earlier about when did he become considered insane. And she said this is a very similar to the cave theory, that the uh, Plato's clay, cave algorithm or allegory is I think it's I think it's um, yeah allegory because algorith algorithm is different. Um, but Plato's cave allegory. Where basically, like, if you, if you're like chained with some with other prisoners, to um, in a cave, looking at a wall, and backlit by a fire, um, backlit by a, backlit by a fire and shadow people, and they're, they're they're casting shadows on the wall in front of you. You're chained. You can't look behind you. All you can see is the wall in front of you, and you're seeing the shadows, and you're thinking that these are real, especially with the sounds that these people or whatever is making is making. Um, while they're casting these shadows. So you're like, oh my God, that's a real beast or that's a real, you know, a figure and they're saying this and they're saying, you just believe whatever these shadows are saying. Um, then if you're taken, if you're unchained and they brought into the light and able to see the sun with your own eyes, see the world with your own eyes, at first you're going to have, like, you're going to be shocked. You know, you're going to be like, wait, what in the world is this? Like, I can't believe, like, what about what I've been knowing all my life? You know, like I've only known the shadows in the shade and the, sh um, the cave in the shadow. Um, like how is this a whole new world out here and but your other friends are still or your other people who you're chained with the other prisoners are still you know chained and only looking at that wall so you go out into the world you're seeing the the ocean the flowers all the beauty in the world and you're like the goodness this is amazing I wish I could share it with the people who who um who I was imprisoned with and then you go back to the prison and now you're having a hard time even seeing the shadows because your eyes have not adjusted your eyes are you were used to the dark at first now you've been in the sun now the shadows aren't even you know what the shadows are you saw you've seen the figures that create the shadows so you're just like this is this is trash this is not something that i'm interested in you know this is not something that's like of value to me um and then you try to tell it to the people around you they call you crazy they, they try to make they try to put you in competitions of like oh what is this shadow saying what is this shadow then when you can't compete because you're not you're no longer illusioned by these shadows on the wall cast it on the wall um you when you're no longer illusioned by the shadows like you can't really compete against people who are stuck in that in that cave and prisoners and so they laugh at you and mock and make you a mockery and say oh you're just some crazy person like you don't even know you're so you should have never went to go see the light. You should have never learned more. Like you should have stayed here and just been ignorant with us. Um, and then you go back into the light and you just still want to share. You want to bring something back from the other world and show like, hey, no, this is real. Like, let me show you a flower. Let me show you something. But you risk your life doing that because they're like their ignorance and their, their limited viewpoint makes them so rigidly protective of what they know because they want to be they want to have some power even within their prison that they'll like harm you they can kill you or physically harm you for um for questioning their frame of reality and i just found that so interesting when she said that like when she 
spoke about that, that allegory and I put on my Twitter, I put this video that kind of describes it really well. So if you can go to my Twitter at Pop Rock Mercury, um, Pop Rock Mercury, P-O-P-R-O-C-K Mercury, M-E-R-C-U-R-Y Mercury. Did I say that right? Anyway, Mercury. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I said it right. Sometimes I'm like, when I spelled it, I'm like, wait, did I spell that right? But anyway, like you can see the illustration of that type of video, of that type of um, allegory, the Plato's allegory, the cave of the cave. And I just found it like just so symbiotic of when you wake up to a lot of the BS that's happening and you start to see the truth. You're just like, wow, like you really wish you could wake people up, but they don't want to be woken up. They, they, would, they would rather harm you you try to wake them up they would rather like they'd rather end you so sometimes sometimes you have to just enjoy the freedom that you've manifested for yourself because it's like you have to want to enjoy it to even for it to even be a value um yeah i just it makes me it makes me really sad it makes me really sad at times but lately i've been kind of numb to it um, so honestly, I haven't been that sad anymore. I'm just like, whatever. I'm just thankful to be here. I know it's all limited. And I know people may die in their prisons. Or most likely will. Um, but I feel like the biggest thing I got from it... Well, one, one thing they said in the Plato's allegory at the end is that it's the job of the enlightened to share that light with the with the people in the dark. Even if, that, even if it um, harms them or even if it puts their life at risk and I'm like I don't know if I fully believe that anymore um I feel like I maybe even me doing this this live and talking about this subject is speaking into the dark or speaking to people in the dark spaces and people have told me that before that things I've said has like shifted their mental frame but I don't know if it's my job to do that I don't know if it's my job to to like feel like I have to force or shift anyone into another space I can just enjoy what I'm doing I can enjoy this life without needing to shift anyone like i don't think there's even a bigger picture to all of this as far as like like it's all still ends in the grave and so why not enjoy the life as much as i can while i'm here even if people were to be woken up they're gonna go to the grave too at some time at some point so i don't know how important it is i get the other parts of the story and the, and the allegory but i really just don't i don't know if it's that valuable to feel like you have to risk your own life to enlighten others for what? Like, what are we? What exactly are we doing that for? You know, that, what do they like being in the dark? You know, I know some that the argument can be made that they don't know anything other than in the dark. But like, I just I don't know. I guess it gets lonely for people if they don't awaken people. Or I don't know. I just find the human condition to be so painfully tragic that whether they know or not it's not it doesn't really change that much whether they decide to wake up to what's going on or not it doesn't really shift or like add too much value to the experience of of human life and i've been noticing that like i just of your human life, your personal human life. So, I just want to just enjoy what I'm doing, and I want to talk, still talk about the things I want to talk about. That's on my mind, um, but I don't do it for the purpose of like, oh, I, I need to figure out a way to wake people up. Like, I just don't know if I care anymore. Um, I feel like the people who care the most about that are the ones who get killed, 
I'm not afraid of the death, but it's like, why die for this? Why die to wake people up who want to be asleep? Like, why? What's the point? Um, cause I feel like even the person that was unchained, they could have, that was unchained and saw the light outside the cave. Like I can say they're a prisoner, they got unchained, they've seen the light for the first time, they've seen the world. They had to have wanted to even shift their mindset even after they've seen it. Even after they've seen it with their own eyes. It may have taken time, but like they, they had to have wanted that. Some of the other prisoners could have went out to see it and went insane and took their, taken their own lives or go back into the cave and chain themselves back up for the for the comfort of what they already knew. Like it takes a certain person to venture into the unknown that way, even after they're released from that slavery. So I think the people who want to be freed are gonna get freed no matter what. They're going to go they're going to keep searching and it is out there. It's not I don't think it's that unattainable. But as far as like making that your life's work, for me, I don't know. I don't I just don't feel like I just I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of um, uncertainty with that for me. Like there's a lot of like unnecessary un unnecessity or non necessity of I just I don't know. I just don't see it's that much of a necessity to wake everyone up everyone up like that. Like I don't know you guys. I mean we're eating food that's poisoning us, the air is poisoning us, the politics and the media is poisoning us, like everything is toxic and we keep consuming it as if we don't know better. Um, and it's just some, some of us, some of us don't know better and I recognize that, but I don't know, that's just some late thoughts for you. I'm going to get off of here because I want to keep filming my video, so I'm going to post for this community. Um, thank you guys so much for joining me on this live um i'll be back on tiktok on wednesday <laughs> um i'm still on my suspension which is ridiculous but whatever i've, I've been enjoying myself on instagram because i can just stay on a topic and not have to worry about trolls and stuff so um, that's why i've been continuing my podcast so i hope you guys enjoyed um thank you so much visit rockmercury.com for all things rock mercury i really appreciate all of you um and i will be talking to you all very soon um, new ventures and new company additions coming forward. forward. Um, so just keep being on the lookout. So thank you all, Rockets and Mercurians. Talk soon. Peace.